We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Brian, two unanimous AFCA All-Americans for the University of Notre Dame this season. One shouldn't be much of a surprise. Actually, mm-hmm. both should not be much of a surprise if you watch Notre Dame football this year. But one should definitely be like a no-brainer. Joe Walt was arguably the top returning left tackle in all of college football. He had another excellent season. He was named unanimous All-American, as well as... Xavier Watts, who led all of FBS football in interceptions this season with seven. So uh, Notre Dame's picking up some hardware this this offseason, yeah. man. They're doing pretty well on the, uh, on the award trail so far. They certainly are. So as, as you mentioned, Ryan, Joe Walt, Xavier Watts are unanimous All-Americans. Unanimous All-Americans for those at home. Uh, there's two types of kind of big picture All-Americans you can win. Ryan actually mentioned one, consensus All-American. What that is is you, you're named to a first-teamer by on three out of the five. Yep. All the, the considered the preeminent all American squads unanimous is literally you are a first team on every single one. Now, those five are the Associated Press, the Football Writers Association of America, the American Football Coaches Association, Sporting News, yep. and then Walter Camp. Those are the five. So now there's other, I mean, they've also been named first teamers on CBS Sports, The Athletic. Uh, I'm trying to think, Pro Football Focus had Joe Alt as a first teamer, didn't have Xavier Watts on first or second team. Uh, by by the way, uh, speaking of just absurdity, and there was one other one that came out that they were a first teamer on. I'd have to go back and look. So I mean, they've been they've earned a lot of first team All American honors, but those are the five that sure. go into the consensus and unanimous. Um, now they are the thirty fifth and thirty sixth all time players at Notre Dame to earn cons- unanimous All American honors. That's it. In over a hundred years, they've only had thirty six. For context purpose, purposes, the entire Brian Kelly tenure. This isn't a shot at Brian Kelly. This is just, it's rare to do this, context. right? Next. It's yep. it's from 2010 to 2022. So, and a whole Brian Kelly's whole tenure in the first year of Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame had three unanimous All Americans. That's it, three. And one of them was not Jalen Smith. It was Quentin Nelson, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, and Manti Teo. That was it. And you had two this year. This is the first time since 1990 
that Notre Dame has had two unanimous All-Americans on, uh, uh, at the end of a season. You know who the two were that season, Ryan? Did you did you do you know who the two were that season? Rocket Ismail and Michael okay. Stonebreaker, who are now with with I, with uh, Michael Stonebreaker being named to the all the uh, College Football Hall of Fame last week. Yep. Those are yes. both College Football Hall of Famers. Yep. And and so this is a huge huge honor uh, for these two kids and, and deserved. I mean, it was a justified honor. I was every time one would come out, I'm thinking, who's going to be that knucklehead that doesn't put Xavier Watts on there? You know what I mean? Like, but they all did props to them. They all, they all saw it. And, and, and look, this is an interesting one too, because Joe Waltz is a no brainer. I mean, I'm not trying to pass over Joe Waltz, Ryan, but that's a no brainer. I mean, everyone, if you think the debate is, is he first or second? There's no debate if he's second or third, right? It's, it's, you know, he's first or second. Had a tremendous year. A lot was expected of him. Didn't, didn't really have a, you know, step back. Had a great year for Notre Dame. And that's expected. Right, he is the latest first-team All-American that Notre Dame has had. Of all the great offensive linemen that Notre Dame had over the last decade, only one other was a unanimous All-American. That was Quentin Nelson. That was it. Yep. So yep. this is a huge honor for him. That that greats like Zach Martin and Ronnie Stanley and Liam Meikenberg and Mike McGlinchey did not earn. They were all cons- well. Stanley, McGlinchey, and Eichenberg were all consensus All-Americans. Yep. Only Quentin Nelson and Joe Walt were unanimous. And Quentin did that as a senior. Joe's yep. doing that as a junior. So it just speaks to how good he is. And as you mentioned, Ryan, there's a lot of good tackles in college football this year. Great. A lot of yep. them. Yep. So uh, quite the honor for him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Xavier Watts is the interesting one because a lot of times I believe that there's two flaws in the All-American ranking system. Number one is there too, there's too much hype on names. Like I saw that Travis Hunter was the first team athlete this year and not the kid from Utah. Now, for oh, me, hockey. or AP guy. Hockey. Yeah. yeah. Now, my whole yeah. thing is, yeah, it's cool that he did both, 
but he was a pretty terrible cornerback this year for a lot of the season. Now he for made some games, crazy yeah. like highlight inter, you know type interceptions, but there were times where he just got beat like a drum. And go watch the um, Stanford game, man. It was just watch the second half of the Stanford game. And that's enough for you. Right. I mean, he gave up more yards in that game than Benjamin Morrison or Cam Hart gave up the entire season, but it's a cool little thing. You know, he played both ways, whatever. I thought the Utah kid was better playing both ways. How many guys are legitimate all conference first team selections as a nickel safety and also had 150 yards rushing in a game and 150 yards receiving in a game. How many guys could say that they did that? Not right. I, I I would agree. Sione Vaki would have lot. been my pick as the and, athlete for sure. And impacted wins, right? Yes. I mean, that's the thing too, is you know, with all due respect to Travis Hunter, who's a tremendous talent, by the way. I mean, just a tremendous talent. But the fact of the matter is, is is you know, he he played on a really bad team. You know, the the other kid and the other kid only played that way for like half a season. So it was a very impressive season by him. But anyway, that's flaw. Number one is names. You know, that you, you come into the season with preconceived notions. And then though, if those players play well, they tend to get lots some all American honors. And then yep. number two is you can become obsessed with stats. And you still got oh, Xavier Watts led the nation all, all American. Just put him on the first team. This is one of those ones to me though, that was very well deserved. Xavier Watts was not a name coming into the season. It was all about his production. And that big game against USC opened people's eyes. Now, Xavier was pretty good before that. I mean, he had a huge interception to help put the NC State game away on the road. He had a huge interception to set up a field goal of Riley Leonard, by the way, in the, in the Duke yep. game. And, and so the, the, But the USC game was his coming out party. And then, of course, the next week against Pitt, he picks off two more passes. He has the pick against Clemson that sets up a score, gets their name back in that game. And so the production, the, the, the production got him noticed. But to me, when I watched a lot of college football this year, Ryan, there weren't many safeties that impacted the game the way the Xavier Watts did. And, yep. and I believe his first team All-American honor was, was deserved. Now, the, I believe there was a different sa- there were different safeties beside him on all these first Amer- for all American made teams. It? I, was I know Caleb Downs made it. made it on one. Oh, that one makes sense. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, there were there was uh there was one other one. I'm gonna have to uh let's see, go 223 college football Americans. There was a kid from um Oh, uh, uh, it looks like ESPN released their All American list as well. Did Oklahoma, did Oklahoma, the Oklahoma kid make it for one? Billy Bowman, I know he had a bunch of interceptions. I don't yeah, know if he, he made it though. College football American team. So let's look at some of these. Malachi Starks made one. Oh, it makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Xavier Watts made some. So the, the the three can there were three consensus DBs this year: Cooper DeJean, who's a corner, Xavier sure. Watts, and Malachi. It means Malachi made three of them. And so Malachi made it for the AP, the AFCA, football writers, and Walter Camp. He did not make it for, uh, let's see here, which one is missing there? He did not make it for Sporting News. And so I believe Sporting News had, I'd have to go back and look. I think Sporting News had, they had Xavier Watts and Tyler Newbin from Minnesota. He was another one that made it. Yes. uh, Billy Bowman made it on CBS. Gotcha. Uh, Be- uh, Beanie Bishop, he's a safety, correct? I thought he was a nickel for weight for West Virginia, but I, I could be wrong. Okay, about he, that. He's listed at cornerback here. Um, corner, okay. But then, like the cor- there was a lot of different cornerbacks that made it too. Uh, but yep. but it, so so the point the point is is that those are the guys that there was there was multiple guys that made it alongside of him. Was Trey sure. Taylor? He's a corner, right? The kid from Trey Air Taylor's Ford. a safety. He's a safety. Okay. Yep. From Air Force, so then yep. he also made one from uh, AFCA. Nice. Now he also won the Jim Thorpe Award. 
So Xavier yes. Watts is a unanimous All-American, wins the Bronco Nagurski Award as the best defensive player in college football, but was not even a semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe <laughs> Award, which is my winner for the dumbest award out there. And it's not just because of this. This is also the same outlet that gave freaking Kobe Bryant the uh, the Jim Thorpe Award the year he was the uh, sidekick of um, Sauce that, Garden. I, I was about to say that the Trey Taylor ones actually is more – understandable than yes. Kobe Bryant a couple years ago. Yes. And then even, I mean, last year who it was uh, trait, uh, Hodges Tomlinson, right. From TCU won mm-hmm. it last year, I believe yes. the Thorpe. So yeah, yes. the Thorpe's a weird, weird one, yes. man. Who, they need to get nice me as a player. voter, man. I might be able to help them out. I don't yeah, know. I, don't, but... I, I think they're beyond hope, Ryan. They're, they're, yes, they're beyond probably. hope. I believe I'm sorry. What, I just, what, I just one vote that... might not help them. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're beyond hope. And, you know, like you said, Trey Taylor had a very good season for them, but you know, three, three picks, four breakups, 71 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss. Yep. So Xavier Watts, I think very well deserved all American honor. And, uh, and just, it, it, it it's just, it's good for Notre Dame. It shows that they're getting recognition. I mean, it, it part of it is like, you know, you're like, how did you have so many, you know, all Americans and you, you didn't win more, but they won nine games. You know what I mean? They right. like, they had four players on the uh, sporting news first or second team. Cause Audric estimate and Howard cross. And we'll talk about them here in a second. Uh, sure. You had at least three guys, I believe on every all American list had at least three guys nice. where last year, there were some all American teams where you only had two, and I think there was uh, there's at least one of them. You only had one. Mayer was on one, and Foskey didn't make it. But but um, I, I believe Alt, but, you Alt didn't know, make many last year. He didn't make he many, also, um, a lot of his first teams yeah. last year were on the non top five. I think he only gotcha. made like one or two the of PFF the ones and stuff like that. Yes, it yeah. was like PFF and you know, ESPN had him as a first team. Or no, it wasn't the five that gotcha. that were considered um, the 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 big decision makers. I'm actually going to look. I think Foskey and yeah, Foskey was consensus last year, and Mayer was consensus. Gotcha. Uh, and then Mayer was first team on three of the five. Brock Bowers was on two of the five. You know and who then, loves Joe Alts? Pro Football Focus loves Joe Alt, man. Yes, They've they had do. him. I, haven't they had him as their highest grade tackle like two straight years? Each right? of the last I mean, two years, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN came out with their All American list. They also had uh, uh, they also had Joe Alt on theirs. I'm looking to see, yep. and they had Xavier Watts as their safety, nice. so that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, cool. very cool. Awesome. So you, awesome. you you you're getting you're starting to get that recognition. Oh, and Howard Cross second team on ESPN, which is also Howard, pretty cool. Howard Cross is a dude, yeah. man. That's I mean, the one I, I wanted. To, uh, and an Audric made second team, so you had four yeah. All Americans for Notre Dame on ESPN. That's the one I wanted to talk about though, because I was really surprised that Howard's getting as much recognition as as he is. Now, not surprised yep. because he doesn't deserve it, but right. more surprised because I didn't think people would recognize him as an All-American. You, you, you know, I, I, think that, I think the good thing about Howard and maybe why it's been a little bit more recognizable is that I feel like Howard Cross had some of his best games in the most watched games of the year for Notre yeah. Dame. You know, like yeah. everyone watched that Duke game. They saw that. Everyone saw him have a good game against Ohio State. Everyone saw those games where you're just yeah. like, that guy was impactful. Like you saw 56 on your screen constantly. So maybe it was just that in the biggest moments, he, cause I, I could be wrong about this, Brian, but I feel like the games where maybe he didn't make the biggest impact was like some of the lower level teams that they play in their schedule. Like yeah, for the like most I part, he showed up in the big doing games. a whole lot against central Michigan. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? exactly. Like, yeah. But exactly. he was, he, 
And he wasn't super productive against USC, but he was very active. He was very disruptive. He was doing things that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet. And, and, you know, Brian, you know I love that. You know I love big-time gamers. And that's, to me, also why Xavier Watts was so deserving because it's not just seven interceptions. You can get some garbage interceptions. You get end-of-half interceptions. Here's an an, an insane stat that I don't know – I don't know this ever happened to a Notre Dame player like that I've ever noticed. Who, who forced turnovers from a volume standpoint. So Xavier Watts forced eight turnovers this year, meaning himself. He took the ball. Seven interceptions, one fumble recovery. All yep. eight of them led to scores. So he had uh, five of his interceptions led directly to an offensive touchdown, meaning he picks it off, the offense goes right down to scores, right? Yep. And two of them led to field goals. And then his only fumble recovery is against USC, which he returned for a touchdown. Yeah. So that is a that is we talk about turnovers being imp- turnovers are not all created equal. Some turnovers yeah. are like, you know, you pick the pass off at the end of a half, you know, you're right you're up 21, you're down 21, yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. But or it's like, you know, you you end a drive and then, you know, your team gets it. Like I think like the Benjamin Morrison pick against NC State. That was a big play, but right. it didn't it, it like it kind of flipped the field, but it didn't necessarily like you know, they were in their own territory and took a shot. Notre Dame didn't counter right. with a touchdown. It, it doesn't make the play he made any less impactful, but I'm saying overall of the game, it was less impactful than Xavier Watts sure. picking a pass off in that game, and then Notre Dame punches it in for a touchdown. It, it, you know, it's like, gar- it's of- like garbage time passing yards as well. You know, it's right. like not, all, not right. every yard is created equal. I agree. But I agree. when your eight turnovers result in six touchdowns and two yep. field goals, you impacted the game in a big way. And that to me is what you, you should recognize uh, about just how good Xavier Watts was this season. And as I reminded someone uh, this afternoon, people say, what does he have to prove to come back? No one's going to throw at him next year. Todd light 1989 was a consensus. All American had eight interceptions. He came back in 1990, had two interceptions because nobody threw at him was once again, yeah. an all American and was the number five overall draft pick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving... Give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. I also think that Xavier Watts can improve his draft stock yes. next year. Yes. I mean, and his game. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because he could still be a more consistent tackler. He could still be more consistent in his eye discipline. Like, he could still be a more – he could still he could still take an uptick. Because I think we forget yeah. about Xavier Watts. He's a one-year starter. I mean, he started a couple games down the stretch of 2022, like but this three, is a one-year starter. At the end, right, Ryan? Right. Like, I think the yeah. last two or three games of the 2022 season. He began the season, if you remember, Ryan, still playing both ways because they had so yeah. many depth issues at wide receiver. He was still getting yes. practice reps at wide receiver to kick off yep. the 2022 season. Yep. He can get a lot better, I think. I mean, like, consistently, like – because right now, I think if Xavier Watts comes out in the 2024 NFL draft, I think he'll be drafted pretty high. I mean, like third to fourth round, somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, it's good, right? It's not bad right. at all. But could he be a second round pick if he has a really good year next year? I think it's possible for sure. You know, I mean, so I think that he definitely has things to work on. And I think that there is a second year starter jump that could potentially happen. So, yeah, there could be the worst case scenario where his game levels off or he gets injured or God forbid, like those types of things can always happen. But is the risk worth taking, you know, at this point for Xavier Watts? I think it can be because I still think there's not only yeah. draft projections that it can improve. I think his game could still get a ton better, which is saying a lot because he was really good this year. And I still think he could get a lot better. Here's an example of what of what you're talking about, Ryan, because people say, you know, does it really matter if you're in the third round compared to the second round? Yes. And my answer <laughs> is a lot. And, and, yes. and I'm gonna I'm gonna show it here uh, real quick. Let me let me pull this up here real quick because I I pulled this up for somebody the other day that had asked me this question, and uh, I, I want to give this number real quick. But I'm trying to find the third round one. So here we go. Let's go to Spotrack. They usually do really well. Let's go to 2023. I all these pop ups that come along these days just drives me nuts. Okay, so 2023. Okay, so you look at the if Xavier Watts was let's just say he's the second to last pick of the sec third round. Yep. Right. That guy last year got an estimated contract value, total value of $5.3 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then let's look at the second to last pick of the second round that he made $6.1 million. So that's point. That's yep. almost a million dollar difference. Yep. And if, as you start kind of going up the second round compared to the first round or, you know, set first round, like if you're a higher third round pick or a higher second round pick, it's even greater. So let's sure. say Xavier was the number five pick of the of the um, uh, of the set third round. So the number five yeah. pick of the third round was Hendon Hooker, whose contract was worth an estimated five point seven million dollars. The number yeah. five pick of the second round, Steve Avila, made nine point two million dollars. So, so now we're talking over a th- yes, exactly. So yeah. if he's a mid to high third round pick, which is pretty good. Compared to yep. a mid to high second round pick, you're talking about millions of dollars, and that's just that's just last year. I mean, you're going to see. And yep. now, if he can somehow go from, let's say, he's the number five pick in the third round, five point seven million, Ryan. And I don't know if he's a first round caliber pick. I'm just making an example. If he can somehow yep. sneak into the end of the second, the first, the the guy that made the the number thirty one overall pick last year, which yep. was obviously there was the this the Patriots forfeited a forfeited pick last year. Who wasn't the four? It was Patriots, right? It was the Patriots, so yeah. Actually, no, it was the it was the Dolphins because of the Brian Dolphins. Flores situation. Okay. Yeah. Dolphins. Yep. The last pick of the first round made eleven point eight million dollars. That's double yep. almost. Yep. 
what just the being a high third rounder to the last pick of the first round that's not a huge leap ryan now can he make that or not i don't know but that's what you're banking on is that that i made he's not probably not gonna have seven interceptions again next year most likely teams are gonna try to avoid him but that doesn't mean he can't be a better player and that's what i believe xavier understands i think xavier's like from some of the people I've talked to, I believe that Xavier realizes that, yes, I could go to the NFL and, and make some life-changing money right now. But Xavier's sure. thing is, is in, in, and I think some of the advice he's getting is, yes, you can, but your game can can improve a lot. But number one, the counter to – because there's a lot of people whose advice is get to the NFL as quickly as possible so you can get to your second contract as quickly as possible, which can be bad advice for some people because his the point is, do you wait a year? And mm-hmm. and still get you know can still get a jump in money, but if you go too early, then you are not as prepared to thrive in the NFL. Yeah. To and where you might you not make it to that second contract, right? Right, yeah. and, or your value at the second contract might not be as right. great. Sure, and and so that's the risk that these kids have to to, to take. There's no right or wrong answer that for everyone. It's going to be different for every player, right? Absolutely. And and so you know, Joe Walt doesn't have the same considerations for the NFL draft that that Xavier Watts does. His thing is like, do I want to be eighth or first? Right. It, you know, it, it, no. There's 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 not a lot of variance in Joe Walt's range right now, right? right? It's like he's either going top five or he's going top twelve. Like, okay, I mean, either way, you're getting a whole lot of darn guaranteed cash in your. Whereas room. Ronnie Stanley was more late first round, right? And to top ten, too. right? Like, yep. you know, the, the number thirty one pick made eleven point eight million, whereas the number six pick made twenty eight million. Right. right. So like, let's say, you know, that's a huge difference. And so where number 12 in last year's draft made 17 and number six made 28, that's a pretty big difference too. But we're yeah. now comparing much bigger numbers sure. compared to five to 11, that type yeah. of thing. So uh, certainly a, 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 an interesting decision for Xavier. I do not believe he has made his decision fully right now. Uh, there's still a lot to consider, but I, if I had to, if I was a betting man, I would, I would probably lean towards putting my money, not a lot on him, him coming back. So th- that's the honors for those kids, Ryan. We've seen Joe Walt, unanimous All-American, Xavier Watts, unanimous All-American. Uh, Howard Cross has made, I believe now six second team All-American teams. He also made Sports Illustrated second team today. <laughs> Sports Illustrated had Ray Davis as, as one of their second team running backs, the kid from Kentucky. Yeah. Who had barely over a thousand yards and had thirteen rushing they, touchdowns. So my they thought just is the Florida. That's what I was Florida say. game. That's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he had three games of over hundred yards this year, Ryan. That's it, three. Uh, and he held. He rushed for twenty six yards in a game, forty two. So they they only watched the Florida game. That's it. That's the only game they watched. How you can have a guy that had one thousand and sixty six yards and thirteen touchdowns in, in the All American list over a guy that had 1,341 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns is beyond me. Now, he did some good things in the past game, too, Ray Davis. But I like Ray Davis. No. He's a good no. player, man. No, he but, shouldn't I mean, be. If you just watched the Florida game, right. he, he may have won the Doak Walker Award if you just watched sure. the Florida game. Sure. Like, oh, no holy, holy smokes. I mean, his numbers in that game were insane, right? I mean, they were absolutely yeah. nuts uh, in that game. And we talked I about him at the time. like 15 yards a carry or something like that, right? About 10.8. Yeah, 10.8. He was at 15 at one point time, Ryan, but his yeah. last three or yeah. four carries didn't go for a lot. You know what I mean? Got, but yeah, yeah, 26 <laughs> carries, 280 yards. He had quite the good. that. Day. 
but uh, he he had 300 yard rushing games uh, in one or two 100 yard games and one 200 yard game. Uh, Audric Estime had five 100 yard games and one 200 yard game. So, uh, but overall, Audric also made a lot of had earned a lot of second team honors as well. So, quite the recognition for all those kids. I'm very happy for all of them. And uh, you know, Xavier's Xavier's. This is why one of the reasons I hate the portal. It would have been a lot tougher for Xavier to say no to transferring if he could just go somewhere and play right now. And and that's the that's another reason why I ha- absolutely hate the portal, because it, it, he was forced to sit down and make some tough decisions and hard decisions, because you part of the counter is I have to sit out a year, and it's yeah. paid off. One that young man already has a degree from the University of Notre Dame, a, a bachelor's degree. He is a, a unanimous All American. And is a kid that's going to have a chance to come back and, and leave Notre Dame with a bachelor's, a master's, because he's already started his master's classes because he graduated in May. He didn't graduate in December, graduated in May, Ryan. He's a true senior who graduated in May last year. So graduated as a yeah. junior and is going to leave Notre Dame if he comes back with a bachelor's, a master's, a unanimous All-American ranking, and a potential to be a, a day one, early day two draft pick if he can continue developing his game. That's why I hate the transfer portal the way that it is now, because it's so much easier to say, F it, I'm leaving. I don't got to think mm-hmm. about it. I make an emotional decision, and then you just go. And it's just, it's just a, a, as I said to somebody yesterday, replacing a broken system with an even more broken system is not an answer. It's not a solution. Yeah. Uh, but props to Xavier, because for all I know, Xavier still might have stayed. He's just that kind of kid. He's he just have. a different kid. You know, seems but, like he um, loves Notre Dame. Seems he like does, he and he Dame. and he's always had a big picture. My even back when I got to know him in high school, Xavier yeah. never thought about right now. Only he always thought about where am I going to be in ten years, and twenty years, and thirty years, and what gives me the best best path for success on and off the field. He's a different kind of kid, and uh, I love to see the success he's having. And Audric's another kid with a great story. You know, mom yep. passes away when he's a kid. You know, they flipped him from Michigan State. It wasn't like he was a big-time player. Was a good player as a junior, Ryan. Had a monster senior season. Yeah, like 1,800 uh, yards in eight games oh, or something like and that. Averaged like 10, yeah. He averaged over 10 yards a carry that year, yeah. right? I think it was, what, eight or nine games. You're correct. I'm actually going to look up his numbers because it was just like, you got to be kidding me. The, like, those this poor kid New Jersey a, defensive players. Oh, my gosh. That, man. It really was bad. <laughs> It really was bad. So let's go to the 2021 class and look at Audric's senior stats. He had 1,857 rushing yards, Ryan, and he averaged 9.8 yards per carry and 22 touchdowns. Also had two receiving touchdowns in eight games. It's pretty good. Eight games. It's pretty good. It's pretty Heard good. worse. Heard worse. And, and just, again, another great kid who just does yep. everything you ask him to do. Great in the community. Great attitude. And then Howard Cross, same thing. Howard Cross, very low-ranked kid. Some people had him as a four-star, but like not in the top 250 kind of guy, mostly three-star, uh, undersized. So just some great stories. And for all the people that say star ranking, star ranking, star rankings, uh, Joe Walt was primarily a three-star recruit when he <laughs> yeah. signed. He was a consensus three-star recruit when he committed. Uh, Howard Cross was a three-star recruit on the consensus ranking, I believe. And Zay- everyone except for me had Xavier Watts as a three-star recruit, I believe. You know what's fantastic I saw the other day was that Joe Alt, I think on three, because on three just came out like, what, a year ago, year and a half ago, two Two, years, somewhere in the ballpark, like not not long. 
So they went back and they ranked some of the previous classes and they ranked Such Joe Waters like a four star. I'm like, how can That's you do that? It's not crap. fair. That's not they fair not, at all. They did not have him as a four star. They would not, you know. Now props to two four seven because they did. They did make him a four yeah. star. He was ranked number one seventy nine in the country. I gave him a three and a half star grade, a four and a half star upside. You know, because again, he needed to grow into his body. And the sure. one thing I said in there, which I'm like, I wish I would have, I wish I would have gone with my gut. I went back and read my breakdown today of him. And I said, I thought about giving him a five-star upside, but the floor is just too low for me to do that. And I should have given him the five-star upside grade, but you could know, you could, you know, I went back and read the article I wrote when he committed and you, you just raved about like the, you, you understood the pickup because the yep. potential was tremendous. Uh, Howard Cross ended up being a four-star, but he was an unranked four-star. So he wasn't in anybody's top 250 or 300. And so none of these kids were highly ranked players. You can you need five-star players, but you need five-star college players. And right. those come from all different types and shapes and sizes from a re- recruiting ranking standpoint. So uh, tremendous honor for those kids, Ryan. I just think it's cool that Notre Dame's team is starting to – because we've thought – we've had – for years we've been talking about, how's this guy not an All-American? How's And now we're like, how's Cam Hart not an All-American? Like, how's he not their fifth All-American? How's this guy not their sixth All-American? You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing more so than anything. I will say this, Ryan. I did a show last week, two weeks ago, and I said said, the only guy that I thought deserves to be in the All-American conversation that that isn't is Cam Hart. But I understood why he wasn't because the production. You know, he just locked people down. But I also had a category of what could have been. And I still believe that if Mitchell Evans doesn't get hurt, He's yeah. a second or third team All-American this year because it was not Brian a great Brock. year for tight end production. Brock Bowers, even with the games missed, is the best. I mean, still production-wise, had the best season of any tight end. There just weren't a lot of hugely productive tight ends this season like we've seen in past years, Ryan. Yeah. And so I think I think he would have finished least, with 40 plus catches, 600 plus yeah. yards, three, four touchdowns, and, and could have been a second or third team All-American. I feel like there weren't a lot of high profile kids for sure. Like, I mean, outside of like Brock and what Mitchell was doing. Because like Urasek got hurt. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he was he missed almost a whole year. He's a kid that maybe I, could have been in that conversation. I, I bet you the kid from Bowling Green was probably high on that list. Like Harold Fannin, I'm yeah. sure, was probably like around 600 yards. But like there just wasn't a lot of those dudes that you're just like, yeah. yep, that's a guy. That's my dude right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, the second yeah. team tight end this year for Sports Illustrated was Darren uh, Dallin Hulker. From Colorado oh, State. From Colorado State. Yeah, he put up a lot know, of numbers, yeah. but I mean, he's a Mountain West yeah. kid. So. Same with yeah. ESPN, yeah. you know, right. but but he didn't put up the numbers that the kid that they had a couple years ago put up. Oh, Trey McBride. Uh, yeah. McBride, yeah. Trey I mean, was he put up. Yes, but that's what I'm saying is like, this is a different, this was a different, it was quite a different, yeah, Trey McBride in 2021, that was his last year was 21, right? Yes. Had 90 yep. catches for 1,120. He had the craziest stat line I've ever seen for a tight end, Ryan. It was wild. If you remember man. this kid's stat, <laughs> he had 90 catches for 1,100 over 1,100 yards and one touchdown. I know, I know. It's weird. Like so weird. Yeah, <laughs> just like weird what? Man, I mean, he had as many. Him, he had so. as many rushing touchdowns that season as he had receiving it's touchdowns wild, man. that season. And but Trey uh, McBride's having a nice breakout sophomore year for yeah. the uh, Arizona Cardinals this year too. Yeah. So yeah, he's playing yeah. really well. 
Yeah. So that uh, I always found that that uh, stat line to be very interesting, Ryan, to watch that. So, yeah, I'm looking at his numbers now. Fifty six catches, six hundred ten yards and two touchdowns. So it's good. Good for him. So anyway, Ryan, that's the All-American list. We're going to have some fun this summer kind of projecting next year's All-Americans, but that'll be more of a you know season preview type of thing than, than a wrap up thing. But it is it is cool to see Notre Dame kids getting so much recognition for uh, their work because uh I have to go back. It's it's been a minute since they've had this many. I mean, maybe 2020. I have to go back and look. It's been a little while since they've had four kids that were just consistently first and second team with almost everybody, which sure. is a pretty cool honor. Well, and you got two kids, two New Jersey kids that made All American this year right. too. So that's always nice, man. It's always nice. Imagine how good they had to be to you know to be able to make it as a kid from New Jersey. The disadvantages that had they had in front of them to still come out and be successful is quite impressive. Well, it says a lot well, about those I, young men. Hey man, one thing one thing that you said similarly to Aldrich and Howard Cross is that they're both physically tough dudes, yeah, and that's the are. only way we make them in they Jersey, are. man. They it's are. just physically no durable, doubt. it's absolutely relentless football there's players. No just there's no man, doubt. The competitive fire in, in, all, in, those folks Ryan, in all seriousness. Yeah. When I was at Muhlenberg, I mean, maybe yeah. half our roster was Jersey kids. Because right. you are correct, there's just just a lot of those just tough kids. You you know and, yeah. and you know they're they're sometimes they're going against. You know, maybe a kid's going to go play one double A or Division three, but you know, there's a reason yep. Rowan was a national powerhouse for 30 years. Where'd they recruit? Not the Jersey kids, right? Absolutely. And so, um, I mean, the hardest I ever was hitting college was a game we played at the College of New Jersey. It's literally the name of it, College of New Jersey. CNJ. That's where my wife went. She's a she's a yeah. uh, alumni. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I I took some hits that day, and that was on the old turf, by the way, mm-hmm. which was not mm-hmm. pleasant. Uh, yeah, but no, they, they there's those are tough kids. There's no doubt about it. No doubt yep. about it. So that's the All-American list, folks. We're going to get into a little bit of a bowl preview as far as we now know what is set as far as who we are expecting to play defensively for the Irish against Oregon State. So again, once again, hit that like button for us. Subscribe to the podcast. Five-star reviews on any and all of your podcasts. And we'll get to you on the the other side here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. (laughs) 